Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is 107 on a Saturday Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. Here's the deal. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Doug, how you been? Kind of cold, but I'm here. Yeah, I mean, with the snow and the cold, uh, here we are in February, but each Passing day gets us a little bit closer to spring, and that's certainly uh, the good news. But uh, folks spending a lot of time right now indoors around their computers, and it's a great time to do that regular maintenance. We talk about backups all the time, about having a plan to back up your data. That's number one. It's not even close. Um, Let's just run through that again because it's been a couple of weeks since we've touched on that. Let's talk strategy here. What What is a good backup plan? What is a backup plan you advise your clients? I always encourage them to have at least one external hard drive and to plug it into a USB port and not to run the automatic backup software. Just open up a Windows Explorer, a file manager, and, in fact, open it up twice, once for the source, once for the target, and do copy and paste of each and every file. Seems like it's a daunting task, but once you learn how to shade files, you can get it done in minutes. That's first. Next, I encourage everybody to have some semblance of in-the-cloud storage. Google Drive, Mosey, uh, Carbonite. There's a number of services available. Um, if you like doing the copy and paste to your hard drive, and once you figure out how quick and easy it is, it's just as simple to use Google Drive. Just Copy the files, drop them on the box up in your drive, and there you go, and you're done. And it really never hurts if you've got really important data. Your taxes, your pictures, or whatnot. Put it on a flash drive or another device. Many people have multiple devices today. So if you got a, a, an iPad, for example, or a laptop and a desktop, put it on both machines. We can replace hardware. We can replace software. What we cannot replace is data. And you'd be amazed, Steve, how often I get a computer into my place. Male, female has run this thing 10, 15 years and does not have an extra copy of their pictures or their docs or anything. It's it's astounding to me that it's still going on, but it is going on. And it is important. You should have some copies. Yeah, and it's just so easy to do in this day and age. Like I say, uh, the the Moseys, the Carbonite, the automatic backup service, um, relatively cheap. Considering what that data is worth, what those photos are worth, what all those docs you want to hang on to are worth. Here's another easy strategy. And and I know this is um, maybe not 100% ideal. But if I have something really important, I create an attachment and email it to myself. 
That's a I, that's a wonderful idea because you sh- you should have other backups like you talked an external hard drive. Um, you know, people aren't burning as many DVDs or CDs anymore, uh, but it is a good way to make sure you have another copy somewhere. You have web-based email. You're golden. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and that will actually reside up in the cloud underneath your email account. Sure. And if you ever need the file, you can run a search by date. You can run a search on what you've sent yourself from another account. It's easy to find them. And that's another topic that you really want to be organizing that data as you're doing your copying or backups. Let's get it organized. There is no reason to have 19 copies on one hard drive, which I see a lot as well. It's defeating the purpose. You want them extra copies, but you want them on separate media. One copy up in Google Drive, another copy in your email, another copy on an external hard drive, and hopefully yet another copy on another device and and completely separate. So, yeah, you cannot stress that enough. You just can't. So backup, 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 great time to do it. Um, Stuck in the house, uh, cold weather. Uh, snowy, whatever. It's a good time to get the computer cleaned up. One other thing I wanted to bring up at the top of the show, and then we'll get into the calls and the text, and that is organizing your data. Oh, you bet. This is another one we touch on time to time. But taking time to understand, setting up folders, uh, naming your files, so down the road you know what you've got. We really see this become an issue with digital photography. Oh, yeah. These cameras are set up to just automatically name the file name of the photo. And it could be DCM underscore 001, 002, and so on and so forth. Then you put in a new card, a new memory card, and it starts over again. So if you're looking for a specific photo and you didn't rename it, this can get to be a daunting task, especially with digital cameras, because people aren't taking just one photograph anymore. A lot of these cameras are set up to take five to ten shots just with a push of a button, which guarantees better focus, better clarity, and a better picture. The problem with that is now you've got a mountain of data. Now, here again, I'm going to talk about Google Photos, because Google Photos, you can actually take and you can put a photo up into Google Photo, do a triangular box around a face, and name it. From that point forward, your Google Photos will actually scan your photos for that particular face, and and you can do searches on your brother John or your sister Mary or whatever, which is, but do not rely on that. I like picture files that when people got 25, 50 pictures, it's much easier to rename them when you have a small amount than when you got 5,000. Then it turns into a daunting task that probably will never get done. Doug's joining us in studio, Tech Talk underway. Here is the phone number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Another one we get, and I want to follow up, and it came up a couple of times last week, and it's worth bringing up, Doug, and that is... uh, what uh, virus protection do you recommend depending on your operating system? I'm really just right back to malware bites again. Uh, Bitdefender does a good job and they're competitive. I was watching their website and they got a little weird about how they're going to be charging stuff. And malware bites is just such a staple. But there are a multitude of good ones out there. 
Even McAfee, now that once they've been bought out by Intel, is putting out a pretty decent product. Uh, McAfee, Bitdefender, but my favorite really is Malwarebytes. It's lower um, resources, it's fast, it's quick, it keeps itself up to date, and I think it's like 40 bucks a year. If you have Windows 7, Windows 8, I highly recommend a commercial antivirus package. If you have Windows 10... And you're running that, and it's within probably a year or so old. Windows Defender will work just fine. Now, if you get to the point with Windows 10 that you want to be shutting off all of the issues regarding privacy, which may even include taking out Windows Defender, then you'd need an outside commercial antivirus for 10 as well. But if you're not too concerned about that, the Windows Defender is just fine with Windows 10. All right. Very good. Let's go to the text line. 81807, that is 81807. You can call. We have full lines open right now, and we invite you to call early instead of late because many times we don't get all those calls on the air. Um, what is the difference between USB 3.1 and USB 3.0? And coming from Dave in Dayton, what's, what's going on there? USB ports, the actual port has now changed to what's called the USB sub-USB. Uh, the three ones, you're going to have to be looking at the connectors, uh, especially on new laptops. 3.1 and 3.0 are extremely similar other than that port size. Now, keep in mind that if you've got a standard USB, they all are backward compatible. So if you had a standard USB port on your computer and you had a 3.0, you could put a 2.0 or a 1.0 in there and it will read it just fine. The new technology of the USB sub, they're faster. I'm not totally certain what the technology is inside. I think they're actually borrowing from some of the FireWire technology. But some of these USB ports are running really, really quick. And it has to do with the bus speed on your motherboard and the appropriate equipment. But great text. All right. That is a good one. Uh, once again, 81807-81807. Why did someone okay my friend request on Facebook when I didn't send one? Oh, yeah. This is uh, this gets kind of hairy. There's uh, <laughs> lots of questions about how people are getting friends in Facebook. You, this individual, need to go through all of their private settings in Facebook at this point and make sure, if I'm not mistaken, there is a section in there that talks about releasing your name to become friends of other friends. And this gets real, real hinky. I think Facebook might just find themselves in a position very quickly to where they will be giving customers an option. Okay, If we don't sell your data and we don't share your friends list with everybody on the planet, we're going to need to charge you 12 bucks a year or $20 a year. And I think they would have millions of people opting in for that. Just my personal opinion. This privacy thing with the way Facebook connects everybody throughout the entire Internet, in my opinion, is a bit out of hand. 118 here at CCO, Doug Swinehart in studio. Quick break. Then we're going to go to the phone lines. We have uh, some calls lined up here on this Saturday afternoon. And we'll go to the text line. Here are those numbers, 651-989-9226. 
651-989-9226. You can text 81807. We have Ken in Roseville. John and Lionel Lakes are up first out of a break here on the CCO. 123, it is Tech Talk. Doug Swintonheart in studio each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. And by the way, the phone number is 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. To the phones we go, Ken and Roseville, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, I, um, I'm on my uh, Gmail. I got an email from Google that says your personal Google Plus account is going away and they're deleting this and that. And I don't even know what Google Plus is or if I have anything there. You you, you probably don't. Um, This will not affect your Gmail account whatsoever. Google Plus was kind of a, how do I say this, Steve? It was a community within Google so you could do video chats and mobile video and um, and audio chats, and it, it didn't get the actual response that that Google had hoped for. So yeah, you probably if you don't have a Google Plus account and you you haven't signed up for all that, I, I wouldn't give it another thought. Uh, yeah, just just ignore it. Yeah, no no worries on that. Um, it, Gmail accounts we've talked about it for a long time, and a quick follow up on that. Um, hard to beat free. Uh, there's no indication that is going away. You can pay for more, though, I- if you want. Yeah, if you uh, step up, say you got a small business or a medium-sized business or a full-blown huge corporation, you can actually step up to, to the Google suite, and then you actually can replace nearly all your servers in your business because everything will be up in the cloud. Um, and that is, if I'm not mistaken, $50 or $55 per account but it is incredibly cheap, and uh, the the available services that come with this are extraordinary. But most people, if they need something expanded in their Gmail account, they'll need nothing more than extra disk space. A normal Gmail account comes with 25 gigabytes. That's a lot of space. What many people do is they'll actually create multiple Gmail accounts so they get 25, 25, and 25. Personally, I think if you need that kind of space, if you're a professional photographer, I'm not certain, but the last time I checked, a gigabyte of disk space, a full, excuse me, a full terabyte, I think is like 12 bucks a year. It's incredibly wow. cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. To the phones again, let's go to John and Lionel Links. John, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Uh, three days ago, I clicked on a recipe on Facebook, and I got this error message to stop the computer and said, call Microsoft. I got some kind of virus, et cetera. I've had that happen before and figured that's a scam. And so I didn't do that and turned it off and everything was okay. And before I left, when I left it, I ran AVG, virus checker, deep scan, no problems found and turned it off with Iabota. Then uh, two days ago, when I started it up, I got uh, the message, uh, system updating, please wait, don't turn off your computer. This will take a few minutes. Well, it's been running uh, several hours the day before, and I figured something's up here because it usually doesn't take that long for an update. And then I you know, turned it off and restarted it and still running through the thing. And the thing's been running uh, 
for a couple hours this morning and still just the flash drives flashing. That's it. I think I would recommend this. Um, I would actually disconnect it from the Internet. Um, if you got a cable, just pull the cable. If you got it Wi-Fi, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. You're going to have to shut it off at the router. Maybe change your password on your router for a time. Uh, it's possible by not being connected to the Internet, that update procedure will complete. This is very common with Windows machines. If you end up with a with an update loop, this can be extremely daunting. Um, and if this doesn't come back up for you after you disconnect from the from the internet, let it run for a good four or five hours. If it doesn't come up, shut it down. Give me a call next week, and we'll talk about our next steps. But yeah, if you're involved in an update loop, this can get ugly. So uh, try to disconnect it from the computer. Try to allow the operating system to come out of it naturally. If it doesn't do that, then we're going to have to get aggressive. And when your computer is booting up, we're going to have to shut it off and do a cold shutoff, like pull the power plug to force this baby to actually give us a repair screen without the updates. And that can be a little tricky. So uh, give that a shot. And if that doesn't work, give me a call next week and we'll go from there. And thank you for the call. All right. uh, We've got a little time to get one more call in before the break. At the bottom of the hour, by the way, following the weather, time for more calls. You're on Tech Talk, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Let's go to Keith in Minute and Talk. Hey, Keith, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, Good, thanks. What's up? I just got a simple question. Whatever happened to AOL, America Online, I've never seen any. Does that, whatever happened to that? Oh, just go to AOL.com. They're there. Um, it's not near the business that it once was, but many, many people still maintain an AOL email account. Um, if you do that, I would highly suggest you either go to AOL.com and log on to, to your email account there. Many people have stepped up and bought an email from AOL. That They're there, kind of, not the company that you recall from the dial-up days, but they're still there. Yeah, and uh, you'd get those CD-ROMs. By the boatload in oh, yeah. the mail. I mean, every other day you'd get a. Oh yeah, yeah they they yeah. they knew how to. Yeah, they they did. It, it is amazing though. Some of these early players and uh, where they've gone and they just. I mean, remember how big Gateway was? Oh goodness sakes! The two brothers from South Dakota. Yeah, and did they still make computers? That are Gateway out of business? Well, I don't even know. If if you if you find a Gateway. Gateway has actually been bought and sold several times, oh. and, and I, I don't think you're going to see a new one out this year, but it's possible. I haven't seen one for several years now. They, they made a good machine. They didn't make all the best business decisions, but this was a tough, tough, tough arena that they were in. And I think the family squabbling between the two brothers had more to do with bringing the company down than anything else. They they did their best. They really did, but it's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it looks like looks like they have a website, so you can still get them. Well, when you've got a name that's that prominent, uh, just the name alone would be worth probably buying as long as you can produce good equipment. But uh, AOL is still there, and apparently Gateway is still there. A big players once upon a time. Absolutely, it is one thirty. We'll have the weather in a moment. Then we've got much more here on Tag Talk, including a trip to the phone line again. 
Uh, we'll go to Larry in Minneapolis out of the break, and we'll go to that text line. A lot of great text lined up today, in, uh, including um, how do you easily reduce the file size of photos because what I've saved is way, way too large. We'll get into an important topic there on what you actually need as far as file size. It is 131 here at CCO. 136 Tech Talk continues on a Saturday here at CCO. Uh, Sports Saturday coming up a little bit later today. Eric Nelson joins us in studio. A lot going on. Pitchers and catchers ready to report for the Twins. Wild in action in a matinee today. Uh, Timberwolves go on the road. They struggle. Ton of talk about later today in the world of sports. But right now... It is all about your computers, hardware, software, et cetera. And let's go to those phone lines right now. Let's bring in Larry. Larry, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, uh, I have a question. When I use the Internet Explorer search engine, I get some type of message that's very persistent. It says, like, a background script is running. And uh, no matter what I do, it goes away for a second, comes back, and that it makes Internet Explorer... Uh, inoperable i can't use it yeah you you got i do the same thing google chrome it doesn't show up yeah you you really in my opinion you should not be using internet explorer at all if you have windows 10 you should actually even get rid of internet explorer completely um stick to google chrome mozilla firefox uh, opera brave browser there are a plethora of browsers out there Internet Explorer will connect directly to your Windows Explorer, even if you don't have it open. And if you've got a Windows 7 or a Windows 8 machine, I actually take Internet Explorer completely off the computer. It's tricky to do, but it really should be done. In addition to that, I'm going to recommend that you open up Google Chrome or Firefox. Go to Google.com, and in the search box... You type in A D W Cleaner, A Apple, D Dog, W Winter, the word cleaner, no spaces, space bar, and then type in Major Geeks, M A J O R G E K S. Hit your enter key. The first or second listing on your search result will take you to directly to download ADW Cleaner. This is a portable program. Run it and make sure that that script is off your computer. It won't interfere with your AVG, won't interfere with anything. It, and that product, by the way, is by Malware Bytes. It's a tremendous little piece of work. But get that done right away today, and thank you for the call. Friendly reminder, uh, multiple browsers are a good thing. I rarely, if ever, use Internet Explorer. Um, most of the time I'm using Firefox or Chrome. Absolutely. Uh, those are the go-tos. Um, I use those all day. At my full-time job during the, the week in the printing industry. And then even here, I have both open. But Internet Explorer, I rarely click on the little blue E. It's rare, but you can still find websites. And you may have to go to that site for whatever reason. That was completely built on strict Microsoft extensions that requires Internet Explorer. And they're almost gone, but they're still out there. If that's the case and you've got Windows 10, you're going to be able to connect to those sites using Microsoft Edge. But your computer, it's going to be flashing that this is dangerous and it's bad, and watch yourself. Adobe Flash is having some issues. And, in fact, Adobe Flash 
I don't even know if it will run in the latest version of Firefox. Chrome, you can still run some Flash programs, but this also needs some serious work from Adobe, and they're working on it. But this is these are issues that will be ongoing. Internet Explorer, just dump it. Get rid of it. Well, and there's a great example. Earlier in the week, I was ordering a specialty item for a client at my other job. For whatever reason, I couldn't get it to work in one of the browsers. Switch browsers, and the order went through fine. So that is a good example of why you want multiple browsers. It's not necessarily your computer. It's not even necessarily... Uh, sometimes the website you're dealing with, it's just for whatever reason, the browsers don't mesh, and that's a good example of switch browsers went through right away. That's exactly correct. And see, what we all have to realize is when we're on the Internet, we are reliant on hundreds, sometimes thousands of little pieces of equipment in between where we are and where we're getting the information from, the, the actual host server. And it could be some small, tiny little glitch in one of those pieces of equipment. You pop open another browser and away you go. And it could be as simple as one of these jump points, so to speak, is doing a backup or they're switching equipment or something really anomalous that should have gone off picture perfect. But as we know, the world is not perfect and probably never will be. For sure, not in my lifetime. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. Multiple browsers are an absolute must. Even on a Linux computer, I put a minimum of two browsers, usually three and sometimes even four, depending upon the user. 142, 18 before 2. Still plenty of time on Tech Talk. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to Todd in Bloomington. Todd, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Todd. Hey, do we got you? Yep. Good. What can we do for you? Uh, where's the best way or best place to get rid of uh, old equipment? Oh, techdump.org. Uh, if you're in the Twin Cities area, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P dot O-R-G. They have two locations. Um, they'll wipe your hard drive, give you a certificate that it's clean, take your equipment off your hands, and shake your hand and say thank you. Yeah, They're wonderful. One in North St. Paul and the other one... Yeah, there's one in St. Paul, not North St. Paul, but in St. Paul proper and then Golden Valley. Yep. Just go to techdump.org. Good place. Um, other spots where you buy electronics will take your old equipment on trade. Uh, but once again, uh, quick, easy tech dump. And by the way, if you have a business uh, or, or a lot of equipment uh, for a fee, they will come out and pick it up. So go there, check it out. Indeed. But uh, Doug and I have talked to these people before a number of times. I've dealt with them. Uh, they they do a, a very good job. Let's go to Kathy in Coon Rapids. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. I'm uh, looking for some advice on uh, protection for my computer, like security. I had malware bytes. I had the free program for a while. That's ended. And also my McAfee has ended. So do you have anything good, Doug? Well, first of all, I would tell you to take one or the other off. I would probably remove McAfee, and I would just go to malwarebytes.com and pay the commercial, they will email you an activation code. You won't even have to reinstall your malware bytes. You'll go underneath the one window, you'll activate it, and that'll be it. It'll be done. Um, I'm really a big proponent of malware bytes. I think they just do a tremendous job. 
Now, today, our machines are powerful enough to where we actually can run multiple antivirus and multiple malware programs, but it should not be necessary. And so I like to keep the resources low and have one rock-solid program running. And in your particular case, I would say malware bytes would definitely be my pick. Thank you so much for the call. All right, uh, let's get to that one from the text line that I teased earlier, and it is a big one. How do I reduce the file size of photos that I've saved? Uh, The example I always use, I take a lot of photos for my other job on my phone, and then we'll email those, uh, manipulate, crop, et cetera, and then upload those to uh, a website or save those photos to use later on. Point being is, in your phone, it's easy. Because when you go to hit send, it'll tell you, uh, do you want to send it, you know, at the highest resolution, uh, large, medium, small file size. But I think with any digital device or when you go to save that photo, you have that same way to select. And you don't always need to save every photo at the highest resolution or the largest file size. You know, some of these digital cameras, in my opinion, Steve, are, are just insane with the high resolution. The higher the resolution, the larger the file size. If you have multiple photos and you have a Gmail account, you can go to Google Photos and you can actually upload all of them all at once. It'll take a while to upload. Google Photos will ask you, would you like, because they're interested in saving disk space as well. Plus, when you're emailing these, the larger the file, the longer it takes to send. The more traffic we're creating on the internet, we all have to become better netizens. We got to be good citizens on the internet. So it's good to be aware of this. And in addition, play around with your camera. Your camera, you can adjust to have the resolution so it's a crystal clear picture and probably a third to a fifth of the resolution that it would come as a standard setup. These cameras want to display their finest quality. And in, and to be perfectly honest, the human eye normally cannot even see the difference between many of these resolutions. Keep that in mind. Play around. But Google would be the biggest source. If you want to do them one at a time and you have a Windows, a Linux machine, or a Mac, you can download GIMP, Graphics Image Manipulation Program, free program, and you can resize them change the resolution, crop them, edit them, do all kinds of stuff with this wonderful little package. But I'm going to be I'm going to warn you. This can become extremely time consuming. If you want to reduce the size of a bunch of them, send them up to your Google Photos and let the good times roll. Quick break, we have more from the text line, a lot more on the text line at 81807. That is 81807. We might have time for another call or two as well at 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven. Tag talk continues in a moment here on the CCO. Ten minutes down, front of two. All the news and weather at two will get started on a sports Saturday here at CCO. Following the news and weather at two, a lot to talk about. Uh, Wolves, Wild, Gophers, lot going on, and of course, uh, Twins pitchers and catchers getting ready to report in Fort Myers. Later in the week, so a lot going on uh, in the world of sports. All right, Doug, uh, here on the text line, should I upgrade a 2012 Samsung 300E notebook from 
uh, 8.1 to Windows 10. It has 4 gigabytes of RAM. Is that a candidate upgrade, or is Windows 8 fine? Could be. I, if I ever had that at my house, I'd want to test it to see if it was compatible with Linux. And I would want that customer to take a look at a Linux interface and would not require any antivirus, pop a solid-state drive in there, and possibly a dual boot with Windows 10 and a dual boot going into Linux. But once people start playing around with that's a perfect machine for a Linux computer. I love them little Samsung notebooks. All right. Uh, and uh, probably a solid-state drive. Oh, God, yeah. And, in fact, I should mention to you, Steve, they've dropped the prices. Probably surprising to you. Today, we buy a 240-gigabyte solid-state drive Inland Professional for $29. Oh. We buy 120 gig. Are you ready for this? 18 bucks. Unbelievable. Come on now. And I just put a 120-gig in a slimline HP installed Linux. This thing boots in 27 seconds. Runs like the wind. Guy was going to throw the computer out. He ain't going to throw it out now. Yeah. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a while. Does a heavy, uh, heavily populated desktop slow a computer down? If they're nothing more than shortcuts, probably no. If you're saving folders that contain files or big files on that desktop, yes, indeed, that will. You are robbing your system of precious random access memory, which will force your computer to be continuously accessing your hard drive. As fast as your hard drive is, it pales in comparison to the speed of RAM. Another issue with Windows machines. People think they're deleting computers, but if they don't empty that recycle bin, that data also is in RAM. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Not to mention, I personally prefer a clean desktop. Yeah, me too. Maybe three, four icons, maybe. No more. And that gets back to learning uh, file names, folders, how those work. Um, You know, if if you can work in a messy office, you can probably work on a messy desktop. But I like to be a little more organized. Well, you know, it's a time saver in the end. And and let's face it, time is money today. So not to mention frustration. Well, where did I put this? Where did I put that? Well, if I name them properly, I know where stuff is saved. It's like trying to find a file in an office that you got 200 file cabinets and i don't know which drawer and which file cabinet to go look in and your computer can get that way real quick so it is important to understand file organization data organization and computer pathing what's the path to get to that particular file and it's very simple once you see it the lights will come on you'll go is that all there is it really nowhere near as difficult as most of us think seem to think when we first start looking at it Time for a quick call before we say goodbye. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email before we uh, get to the news at 2 o'clock. Let's go to Janice. Janice, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Well, I've got quite a problem. Okay, what's up? (laughs) All right. Um, On Monday, as I was on Facebook, I got a message on my computer, you know, warning, and my computer was just screaming at me. Yeah. And everything locked up tighter than heck. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Did you have to power it down with the power button? (laughs) Well, that's what I did. And then I looked up Microsoft because I thought, what am I going to do here? You know, it kind of freaked me out. Uh, I did not call the number on the message, you know, that says call us now because 
you know, you're in trouble. She's already into it. All right, Janice, hold on the line here. Uh, We're getting to the near the end of the program, but uh, Doug, what advice do you have for Janice at this point in time? Well, Janice, I want you to give me a call. I want to take a look at your computer. I, I, I know exactly what you're dealing with. And I'm quickly becoming very, very suspicious of many of the automatic links in Facebook. Let's keep in mind with Facebook that people can interject those links, and we don't always know where they're coming from. So that's that's one big. Do you do you notice now, Steve? That's the second call today that we've got on a link in Facebook that's taking people out to what I consider malware. I want no part of it, but that that's me. Well, that's my I'm, opinion. Yeah, you're you're singing that. You're singing. You're preaching to the choir there. So. Uh, but, yeah, this can be very, very daunting. Let's not get wrapped up in this. And for, by all means, be real cautious if you're calling phone numbers that have people you don't know. This is really, really getting out of hand. Yeah. So be aware of Facebook. My mom's had all sorts of problems with Facebook in issues like this where accidentally clink, uh, click on a link, whatever, it, it's just been a problem. And it starts out very, very, yeah. uh, it looks honest, it looks innocuous, but then you turn around and, well, one guy got a recipe thing today. So, yeah, it, uh, it's ugly. All right. Uh, the show went very, very quickly, as always. Doug, uh, you'll be back in a week. Oh, perfect. Yeah, good. Uh, Tech Talk with Doug Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock. Doug, your phone number and email, please. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCO Tech, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. See you next week, Steve. All right, Doug, have a good day and a good week. Once again, Tech Talk, Saturdays between uh, 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 